This episode of the Power Connect podcast is brought to you by NRX, making it easier to buy and sell energy in competitive markets. We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. What did he say? You ready? Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I am your host, Fred Davis. Episode number 12 of the program happening today. Happy Monday to everybody. What a way to kick off your week. The summer continues to roll along. We've got a brand new feature on the podcast that we're starting today. News you can use from around the energy world, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be three to four or five, maybe sometimes six. Who knows? Just depends on uh, how the mood strikes me that day, where we will just take news from across the energy sector, get you rocking and rolling on your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Just for a little bit of news that uh, maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't, but at the very least, something to get you going and keep you informed on what's going on in the ever-changing world that is the energy ecosystem. So let's get right down to it. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. And the best part about the news you can use feature is we are going to get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. That's a promise, boys and girls. All right, let's get this thing started. Not a huge surprise for anybody that's in this sector. Uh, and again, it's not great news, but again, uh, it's a hard fact of life folks. Climate change, not moving the political meter, at least certainly not here in the United States. According to the New York Times, just 1% of voters in a recent New York Times Siena College poll named climate change as the most important issue facing the country, far behind worries about inflation and the economy, according to an article in the New York Times. Even among voters under 30, the group thought to be most energized by the issue. That figure was a mere 3%. Quote, people are exhausted by the pandemic. They're terribly disillusioned by the environment, said Anusha Narayanan, climate campaign director for Greenpeace USA, the environmental group known for its guerrilla tactics, but now struggling to mobilize supporters. She added, quote, people see climate as a tomorrow problem. We have to make them see it's not a tomorrow problem. The article went on to talk about how despite the heat wave that has baked the country, the Great Salt Lake drying up, the constant threat and continued wildfires in the West and tidal floods sweeping Miami, folks are still not engaged and or intrigued enough by the threat of climate change. Quote, this challenge is not as invisible as it used to be, but for most people, even those who live in greater Miami, this isn't something they encounter every day, whereas their encounters with the gas pump are extremely depressing, end quote, said Carlos Corbello, a former Republican House member from South Florida who pressed his party to act on climate change. According to the article, he added, quote, in healthier economic times, it's easier to focus on issues like this. Once people get desperate, all that goes out the window. The piece goes on to mention how the Supreme Court's ruling against the EPA last month and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who indicated he would not support a climate spending bill as more proof that the country's climate problems are not big enough political issues. Go to NewYorkTimes.com for the complete article. Japan is taking no chances this winter. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said the central government intends to bring up to nine nuclear reactors online this winter to prepare for possible power shortages during peak periods. Kishida told reporters last week that his economic minister, Koichi Hagida, is beginning preparations to fire up the nukes. Quote, we are aiming to put as many nuclear reactors as possible online, Kishida said. We will have up to nine reactors reactors operating this winter to secure enough sources of energy to cover about 10% of Japan's overall power consumption. Much like here in the U.S., the Japanese government has also been asking its residents to conserve power this summer as they have been affected by a global power shortage as well. They expect it will be even worse this winter. You can find more about the Japanese firing up more nukes at asashi.com. That's A-S-A-H-I.com. Germany's going green faster 
thanks to Ukraine. A report from Alliance Trade, a global credit insurer, said on Sunday that the war in Ukraine will speed up Germany's green goals as the European country will surpass its Paris climate goals by 2035 at the rate it's going. According to the report, the goal of 80% renewables by 2030 by the country is still possible, and that despite restarting coal plants to make up for the loss of power due to the Russian gas crisis that's going on right now over in Russia and Ukraine and the obviously impact it's having on the rest of Europe, the amount of emissions will be be limited due to the European Union emissions trading system. Also seen as good news, though, the massive shift to renewables will require at least 440,000 workers from 2022 to 2035. However, and of course this is the big stickler in all of it, it will also require an annual investment of around 28 billion euros, according to the report's author, Marcus Zimmer. And finally, not a huge surprise here, AAA reported in a recent poll that a quarter of Americans are considering buying an electric vehicle as their next car. Guess why? Because of high gas prices. Not a huge surprise there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is news you can use. If you want to hear more about news you can use or if you want to get one of your company's stories and or if you've got news to report on news you can use, give us a follow over at LinkedIn, Fred Davis, as well as The Power Connect. And, of course, you can always contact me directly at fred at thepowerconnect.net. That's fred at the powerconnect.net. Stay tuned to the Power Connect. We've got more great episodes coming up. And of course, the way the news you can use will work every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you will hear news you can use. And then of course, we'll have our regular podcast episodes, interview style, as you've become to know and love that will go down on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And of course, we're excited because tomorrow we kick off our three-part series with NRX CEO, Mr. Nate Richards, talking all things competitive markets, how they work. So we're going to talk to Nate about the ABCs of the power markets. Mr. Nate Richards, CEO of NRX. You definitely don't want to miss that. Part one kicks off on Tuesday. Don't forget, you can catch all of the Power Connect episodes over at thepowerconnect.net over on Apple as well, and Spotify. And if you listen to us on Apple, give us a five-star rating. It helps with the algorithm, and we think we do a good job. This has been the Power Connect News You Can Use. Thank you so much for checking us out. Hopefully you like what you've heard so far. And again, you can catch this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This has been the Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time. Wake up, all the builders. Time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do.